Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. With me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Monday. You made it through the weekend. We're back to another week of work. I know that sucks, but weekend's rolling around again. It happens. Into every week. Thank the good Lord. We are dropping frames again. Uh, so if you're watching this live, I apologize. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't get it. Yeah. So if you guys are having like a real bad laggy problem right now, um, I'm sorry. Uh, but we will get it fixed by the next show because I have Wednesday and Thursday off. Uh, but we did hit the record button early this time, so we'll have the whole show recorded in case you miss it live. Which sucks. Really breaking into my super chats here. Fucking sucks ass, dude. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, but is it bad? Is it real bad again? <laughs> like loading fuck dude <laughs> i don't know why it's doing that it doesn't make any sense we gotta figure instead out instead of dropping on. frames we should be dropping bars we, Derek. Sh- we should be dropping bars um we do have a good show for you guys tonight though that much i can tell you is for sure uh but i don't know what's going on i uh i don't know if we just gotta drop the bit rate like amazingly I, it doesn't make any sense because all the cameras we're using are like 60 fps 1080p so everything should be set right on obs i don't get it hmm. It's freezing for David Brady, too. Poor little guy. I feel terrible for him. <laughs> David will be fine. He'll I, feel, be fine. I feel terrible for him. Um, but uh, I'm sacrificing the Dallas Cowboys game tonight, so uh, everybody can be mad at me. But we will have this show up and running for you. Uh, if you don't get to see it live, it'll be uh, it'll be rebroadcast, I yeah. promise. Um, well, let's get into some sponsors. As per the usual, we've got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner. I'll break the cycle. Where you get this great tree of liberty must be watered shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Discord, or the join the Discord, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting the join link. Where you can get into a private Discord server that uh, you can get all Top Lops' new gear up two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. I'm going to have to uh, make my phone. Hell quiet. yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, like, seriously, if you join the Patreon or the subscribe star, which is just uh, either one of those places forward slash break the cycle JS and you do like five or ten bucks a month, but you're buying top lobster gear, you're actually saving money and supporting us both. It's yeah, dope. if you buy ten shirts, you get three free. Yeah, dude, it's pretty dope. You get three free plus you support break the cycle and top lobster. You get to be the, the top world. lobster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What am I um, gonna do with thirteen shirts? <laughs> Wear them. Bro, you know how many top lobster <laughs> shirts I have? I have so many top lobster shirts. probably buy more because they're awesome yeah okay. absolutely uh and of course executive producer of the show anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life hey the poor is amazing and they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently seriously if you own a business go check them out today uh i promise you they're going to help you um organize prepare for emergencies and uh you're going you're going to be happy that you did so um and of course new executive producer of the show colwell creative content my good friend craig over there uh they specialize in seo to help your site rank well on google or other search engines website design optimized website content writing optimized blog posts copywriting social media content management newsletter writing and design ghost writing and editing services resume and cover letter writing they work with all kinds of clients including real estate addiction treatment mental health healthcare, banking and payment processing but not the federal reserve not the federal reserve no uh, and they've worked with about just every industry, even libertarian political ca- candidates, such as uh, Larry Sharp, my mentor. 
my buddy, my good friend, Larry Sharp, uh, who I don't always see eye to eye with, but uh, he taught me so much about the political game, man. I, I can't talk as fast as him because I'm not from New York, but, uh, <laughs> you know, who, who cares? Who cares? Uh, as per the usual, my great, amazing, wonderful, uh, well-haired co-host, <laughs> Mr. Ryan Kurtzer. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, Ian Crossland, iancrossland.net. The, graphene, the usual, graphene. Yeah, <laughs> by graphene. Uh, can I get some yup cocks in the comments? Because live chat really isn't going to be working, at least on YouTube. I don't know anywhere else. So let's let's spam the comments with some yup cocks. By the, by the next show, we will absolutely have that shit fixed. Yeah. It has to. It has to. Yeah. On, I really should have fixed it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We, we should... We should we should do like a a stream to like on like Thursday at like six thirty or something to like just sort these issues out. Well, I thought it was I thought it was just because of the virtual guests because it had yeah. only happened on virtual guest shows and now we're not doing a virtual guest show. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Do I have? I don't think I have anything open. I'm not sure what the hell is going on here, dude. Yep, dropping sixty percent of frames, bro. That's a lot of frames to be dropping on the stream. But when we re-upload it, it won't have that problem. Hmm. It's very strange, dude. I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. But anyways, uh, we have a great show for you tonight and uh, two amazing guests in the studio, which is a first for Break the Cycle. We've never had a guest. Uh, we've never had two guests in the studio. In fact, prior to moving into the new studio, the only in-studio guest that I had had was my mom. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's I think that's it. I guess we're breaking the cycle. There we are breaking the cycle. <laughs> with me tonight are the hosts and co-hosts of uh, the Black Flag Podcast, Mr. Sam Whipplinger and uh, Derek James. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic. I'm doing good. You're looking good tonight. We got a new camera for the guest couch, so it's not. Uh, it's a little more crisp, a little more clear. We're gonna have to fix some lighting on there, but uh, I think it's looking pretty good. What do you guys? What do you? What are you guys up to? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Sam pushed me to work today, so I made some money before we came here. I didn't expect that. So Nice. Hell I pushed yeah. him to come here, too. You did? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Good. I'm just going to stare at you guys until you talk more. <laughs> I need to hear you talking. It's, uh, it, it, you guys do look good. You're finally, I'm finally getting the couch in uh, over 24 megapixels, so that's hey. good. We'll just work on the lighting and shit like that afterwards and yeah. ISO and all that stuff. I, I didn't really have, I just got the camera. I haven't really had time to, uh, to fix with the settings too much. I did get it to, so that it's clean HDMI out so they don't have like auto tracking all the, over their faces. The main thing is just we look good. Like, you guys look that's, good. That's, that's the always, important part. Like, you always look good, too. I mean, you're sitting, I right, in front of, good, bro, but, you're yeah. sitting right in front of Jay Stark, and it says, live free or fucking die. You're doing great. Bro. You know what I mean? You can't be mad when you're sitting in front of a Jay Stark poster. You can't. It's impossible. It's just, it's just impossible. Ryan didn't even, time Ryan didn't even know who Jay Stark was. Yeah. It's, pff, poor guy. I, like I still barely know. Yeah, but now that you're Googling him, you'll know who he is. Right? Because you're Googling them. You're watching the documentaries that he taught. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm talking right. about. Hey, How Jamie, you can you Google it? that? So, guys, why don't you tell us, uh, before we get too far into this, why don't you guys tell, uh, Derek, why don't you start off telling us about your podcast, what it's all about, and all that good stuff. Um, well, when it's we... very serious. When we do our podcast, <laughs> we haven't done it in a while, uh, but when we do our podcast, yeah, we, I don't know, we talk about, <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've <clears throat> eventually we're going to talk about libertarian stuff no matter what. Usually I have libertarian guests on. Um, but yeah, we talk about I, I try to navigate the conversations to wherever they naturally go, but I don't like to just talk about libertarian stuff all the time. So I think the last guy that was on was an author, and we talked about 
um, like writing styles. Cause I used to do creative writing too. So that was kind of fun to get into like how different artists bring what's in their head to life and then how they feel about it once it's on the page. So it was kind of fun. Yeah. But you've yeah. done, you know, yeah, I mean, that's basically the thing is just find out like what interests people and what they're excited about. And, you know, especially like Liberty people, I mean, you get a large array of like different thoughts and um, it's it's just really fun to explore all that. Yeah, my, my show started out as it was just going to be a Liberty show. This was going to be a libertarian show. And I was like, there's so many fucking libertarian shows out there's there. There's such okay. a niche yeah. where there's not enough, you know what I mean? Like supply and demand. <laughs> yeah, like we need more. Definitely yeah, libertarians understood supply and demand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's well, and it was so it was like uh you know, for me, I was like, uh I gotta I can't pigeonhole myself like that. I gotta first of all, I wanna make it really pretty. That was right. obviously something mm -hmm. that I cared about very much. Um, well, that's and, why I'm on. Yeah, yes. yeah. We brought Sam on because he is, he's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Sam, Sam keeps getting the autofocus uh, bar around his face, uh, which I thought was cleaned up. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on I heard on there. Sam was a hand model earlier in life. Hand model? You, <laughs> yes. you got nice hands, buddy? Is that, is that something you got? I mean, I play piano, but mm -hmm. uh, I got, it's, I more, it's more the face is the moneymaker. Mm -hmm. I have piano fingers, but I don't play piano. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I play bass and, and uh, hey, drums. Bass is great, I'm, too. I'm the uh, the rhythm section man. You know nice. what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So It's all about that bass. It's, it's, all, it's all about the bass, right? Absolutely. How's the stream <laughs> doing over there? Is it fucked? I, Has it turned <laughs> green yet? No, it, no, it never turned green like during the live stream. Ask David Brady to rate this, uh, rate his viewing experience so far. Is my mic okay? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you sound okay. great, dude. I, I hear you in the mix. I hear everybody in the mix. The, the video looks good here on OBS. We're recording. We're 10 minutes into the show and recording. Uh, yeah. I will drop the shit out of the bit rate before we go into the members only stream and hope that that fixes the issue. Nice. Um, if that doesn't fix the issue, well, then it's something else that we need to figure out. We get to be in the members only section. Yeah, That's dude. where we talk about all the cool stuff. Right? That's even, where I got Tom Woods. I got Tom Woods. <laughs> now. I literally got Tom Woods to say the F word in the members only on here. So no. nice. Yeah. Somebody, was, when was that? Was that like recently or? Uh, no, that was quite a few shows ago. Okay, because yeah, like he yeah, started was, swearing a that lot was before more. I started watching. Yeah, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. He started swearing a lot more. Now it's like okay, it's you know he swore again. But... Uh, shout out to Jake Dahl for the ten dollars super chat. I appreciate you, man. Even oh, especially hey, what's, what's up, Jake? Especially because <laughs> you probably can't see the stream and you're still dropping <laughs> super chats. I appreciate the, the that. The top lobster logo is still on the screen. On that, on, on your, this. Oh, it's not on the OBS. Screen. Jake Dahl oh, yeah. is a fantastic candidate, by the way. Yeah, he's oh, running yeah, for yeah. city council. He he said uh, he still needs to get his cup from the Patreon sub. I have been very bad about sending out mugs. They're coming, I promise you. Just just cancel it's, it, Jake. Don't it won't matter if you cancel. At this point, if you cancel, you're still getting you're still getting your. Uh, Don't worry. I ordered uh, three shirts from our state party that I work for and yeah. still haven't gotten them yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> you no, guys aren't doing too bad. I have had some serious problems getting the swag out for the Patreon subscribers recently. Is, is AJ um, watching? <laughs> so my, my dad got my wife and I, um, well, he, he originally got me a jersey from my favorite eSports org for Christmas. And I, it was super delayed. And come July this year, we finally get it. 
Wow. So they gave us his and hers jerseys, but they had released a whole new line of jerseys by the time they even shipped ours. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a few people who got their Patreon mugs or shirts because some of the people, there's mm-hmm. like different tiers. There's like the Rothbard tier. You get a shirt and a mug. Oh, um, ooh, fancy. And, uh, and some of those people still have not got their shirts, but they've received their mugs. Some people didn't get their mug for like six months. Um, but it's coming. I promise you. Uh, I use Top Lobster's merch people, and sometimes mm-hmm. uh, if I lag on it, then they lag on it too, and it just pushes it way mm-hmm. out. And I apologize, but I will. Uh, I will get you all your stuff. Uh, we need to talk about the CIA starting a podcast. That's something that we really need. We need to talk about this. Uh, hi, we're starting a podcast to tell you what we're doing. That's literally that was like their whole argument about it. it was like yeah, we're, we're gonna we, we want to be more we transparent had to, we had to burn those children because they were part of a cult and that's <laughs> just kind of what we had to yeah. do they had they w- might have been making guns that we didn't approve of they may have been they may have i don't know we, practicing we don't really have evidence yet but uh we blew the shit out of that uh door and killed a bunch of yeah, kids don't. and burned them to death but uh yeah don't blame us for if we uh, didn't using, do that, think of how much danger you prostitutes as bathe. They were asking for it. It just blows my it blows my mind. Uh, so so let's let's do a thought experiment here. What do you think the CIA's first podcast episode is going to be about? Well, I, I have some inside information. I already know about this. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you? We're Ooh. actually doing a hybrid episode of Black Flag Podcast. So we're going to be doing a hybrid Zoom episode, CIA and Black Flag podcast together. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, gonna, yeah, we're going to yeah. be interviewing them. Um, they they said to talk about someone not named uh, Ray Epps, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> shocking, <laughs> fucking shocking. What do you what do you think, Ryan? You got some inside knowledge of that? I've I've long suspected <clears throat> that you may be honeypotting me by getting on my show here. So yeah. we'll see about that. Well, I I used to work at Casey's and everybody thought that I was some sort of undercover spy for corporate because I was like too much of a goody two shoes to be working at a Casey's. <laughs> and then I later did go on to work for corporate. My dude was my dude was slaying in <laughs> breakfast pizzas like nobody's business. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm the best breakfast pizza maker in the world." Yeah. But I I feel like it's going to be basically like NPR but like way more boring. It's well, it's, it's government funded for sure. So we know mm-hmm. it's already like going to be NP, NPR. But yeah, I mean they're gonna they're essentially going to use their podcast to to try and pull off shit like Operation Northwoods. I mean that's literally they're gonna be, it's gonna be total fucking misdirection. Okay, one hundred percent. Remind me which one that one was. There's so many of them. Oh, dude, dude, dude hold on. I don't. <laughs> I, I I'm not terribly familiar with the. Long list of CIA gotta, transgressions. So, yeah, so many. What, what, what Operation is Operation Northward oh, specifically? There's so many. There's so many of these things. Um, oh. Jack Lloyd actually had an amazing tweet oh. about that. He just listed yeah. all of them. I mean, it would it would take a couple of minutes to just to name all of the color revolutions they've started. Right. What do you mean by that? Like. Ukraine, uh, I think they tried in Cuba, Haiti, like where they basically arm and train uh, insurgent civilian population to overthrow the government. What they've been doing for, yeah, for, for, I mean, in to the, install a more American friendly regime. I they think fight, they did in Iran. 
Uh, they were essentially doing it in They've Afghanistan. They've been doing this in the Middle East for yeah. f- uh, 70 years. Dude. They fight terror over there, so we don't have to fight it. Yeah, dude. Do you wanna, yeah, yes. don't, hey, listen. Don't be, free. don't be a dick, dude. Do you want to <laughs> fight terror here? Or do you want to fight it over there in the, you know, against sheep farmers and shit? You know what I, I'm saying? I mean, I would try and fight terror here, but, you know, they would throw me in a cage for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it'd, be, it'd have to be against your own government, right? Yeah. I, uh, no, so Operation Northwoods was, um, I don't remember the exact year, but it was essentially the CIA was pushing to um, uh, do a false flag on America. No way. In the name of Cuba. So that we could ru- take go to war with Cuba. Oh right, yes, this is all ringing oh. bells now. And yeah. this is the one. This is the one that JFK was like. JFK oh was yeah, like, absolutely it's the reason why not. they. Ki- it's the reason why they killed JFK, right? <laughs> well, there's. I mean, that's alleged. Okay, we're on YouTube here, bro. Isn't okay. it? Isn't it pretty much confirmed by declassified documents that the CIA was responsible for JFK's death? I don't know. Um, but, you because know, it was like it, the guy, the guy that was that shot him was like involved in MK Ultra and all sorts of um, other shitty shit. Well, but, so they, so they say that uh, what's his name killed him, Oswald. Is that yeah, but John Wilkes Booth, I think it, John no, Wilkes Booth yes. killed Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. it's Lee <laughs> Harvey. Okay, sorry. Uh, my Harvey Oswald. Yeah. My hero. I, I was thinking Norman Oswald, but that's uh, the Green Goblin from the Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> or Patton Oswald, the really shitty comedian. Patton. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, so leave Harvey Oswald. There was never any literal proof that his shot killed JFK, but there is a ton of speculation that there, there was There is like, a hole in a president. There's a hole in the yeah. president. <laughs> and there was speculation that there was like Legendary. seven different... Uh, shots that rang out at the same time. There was people that talked about that. In fact, um, Jacob Hornberger has written two books about the JFK conspiracy. uh, And you guys should definitely check out those books. No way. I don't know the name of them. He's like an expert on on that shit. Wow. On my honeymoon, we actually drove on the same road where JFK got shot. Oh, down in yeah. Dallas. Yeah, down in Dallas. Yeah. There, there is the JFK Museum, and I elected not to go because I, I was like, this is going to be a bunch of bullshit propaganda about like JFK just being like incredible and how the CIA had nothing to do with his killing. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to experience that. I want to go do, you know, cool shit. Well, yeah. So the 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 list the list of um the list of false flags and shitty backhanded operations that the CIA has been a part of is long and exhaustive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just the CIA either. We have to think about it. There's literally senators, uh, Congress people, presidents, all implicated in, in documents that have been you know declassified. Of course, they don't declassify anything for like 50 years. Yeah. So by the time it's declassified and people mm-hmm. that were like back then saying, this is a fucking, this is all a conspiracy. This is bad shit. The people that were saying that back then are either invalid or dead. Yeah. And then the people involved get elected president. <laughs> yeah, that too. Absolutely. <laughs> or the, the head of the CIA or some committee chief or, mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally, that's how that works. And, yeah. and so now we're going to have a fucking podcast where they can tell us what to think. Mm-hmm. And and there's going to be people in America that listen to that podcast oh, oh yeah. and go, yeah, man, the fucking my, CIA is telling me the truth right now all uh, the time. My grandpa <laughs> would be one of those people. Oh, this will be the podcast. They'll be like, and today in the podcast, some words. Yeah. 
Exactly. Some more words. They're just like reading the declassified stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're reading documents, but they have to like take pauses for everything redacted. So it's like, uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, those shit that I didn't even think about all the fucking redacted shit that always comes out of the, out of out of Washington and the CIA and fucking. <laughs> Did you see the the like document that they were like, oh yeah, this is the this is the uh, warrant to raid uh, Mar-a-Lago, and it was like four, four words. words. <laughs> Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over it's <laughs> like come on talking about redacted stuff you know what i found is crazy so i've been trying to do more like local candidate type stuff and support for local politics in mankato sure. and there's a woman that uh is in our local affiliate who does like data requests on the, the school board. It's like, what are you teaching the kids? Right. And they'll be like, oh, we don't have anything like that. And then so she'll try, because they change the words of the policies when they go to different school boards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to find. So she finally figured out how to do the data request on the racial um, things that they're teaching kids in the school. And she finally found it, got the correct one, requested it, sent it back. And or I guess I should say, I did it. I did the data request. No one told me to do it. I did it independently. Anyways, Based. it came back, and I'm not kidding. It was like it was worse than an FBI file with the stuff that was redacted of what they're teaching kids in school. So we're data requesting what they're teaching kids in school, and they're sending us back like seven PDFs with just the same thing. It's like the top of it, black, title at the bottom, black, a picture on the side, and that's it. Yeah, you're not entitled to know what your child is learning in public school anymore. I just thought that was crazy because most people don't know about stuff like that. The stuff that happens at a federal level with politics and the corruption and the misinformation, mm -hmm. all that stuff, it happen it's happening in your small little town too. And that, that's wild because I, I, like we got a new superintendent when I was in high school. As a, I was one of the students selected to be a part of the interview process for selecting candidates. And then my mom ended up becoming good friends with the superintendent. So she had the inside on everything. And I grew up in a town of about 6,000 people. But Here in Iowa. Yeah, here Shocking. in Iowa. But I, don't, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if you could do that so, like in, in a much bigger town. Like in, in Des Moines, I wouldn't be able to do that with my kids. And there was a video that came out a couple of months that basically administrators in Des Moines schools were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to teach kids critical race theory. Even if it is made illegal, we're going to find a different name for it. We're going to find a that's, way around it. That's what and they we're do. going to do it. They change what it's called so that when you go to do a data request for it, you can't, they can't find it. There's nothing for them to submit back to you. 
It's kind of crazy. I don't mean to change the subject. You no, it's okay. About... We, need, we needed a no. subject change anyways. I didn't want to beat on the CIA too bad. Okay. They might beat back. We don't want to get banned. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's crazy how like how the corruption even happens at a, at a small level like that. So there's a guy running for school board who is friends with all these business owners. He's a business owner. So he's telling all these business owners that they'll get special seats on committees if they let him put his school board signs in these like really good places where you know tons of people drive by all the all the time hmm. so that their his name is associated with successful local companies that people like to go to they're going to get seats on committees for the school board he, and he's just running for school board it's just a school board but the the corruption has already started so it's like if this this guy will likely get elected if he starts climbing he's going to be someone that you're going to want to watch for every step of the way because he's going to be up to no good from the jump you know purposely up to no good it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I was I was shocked um, when they actually outlawed CRT here in in the mm-hmm. state. Um, nice. And uh, and uh, all of a sudden the teachers were like, "We don't give a shit. We don't fucking care. We're still gonna yeah. we're still gonna teach it and this and that." Yeah. Really, just in Des Moines proper, right? Like that's not happening in our kids' school right now. Like we have two mm-hmm. kids that you know the kids that we took in, we like have to have in public school right now, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and they come home and I ask them everything they learned every day. And I yeah. want to know, like, <laughs> yeah. famously, we talked about it on the podcast one time. My son came home and said, hey, Dad, we're learning about the Civil War. It was all about slavery, huh? I said, son, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's have a conversation about the Civil War. <laughs> I said, hey, any chance, uh, by any chance, do you know when the, the, the Emancipation Proclamation was made? He's like, oh, yeah, this date, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you know when the Civil War started? Oh, yeah. Almost seems like maybe... They freed the slaves up north because they needed them for war, huh? He's like, huh, yeah, it kind of does. And so we had this whole conversation, and now he's like reading Tom Tom Woods' history book. And nice. yeah, so. that's Tom Woods' uh, politically incorrect guide to American history is just an incredible and eye-opening book. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, Tom doesn't talk to me anymore. He used to be he used to be my good friend. He doesn't talk to me anymore. Why is that? I don't know. Him and Dave used to talk to me all the time. They don't talk to me. Anymore. He liked Eric Rodsep, didn't he? No, fuck. <laughs> hell no. I, I would hope not. If any of those guys, listen, listen. If any of those guys had actually broken into Eric Rodsef's, uh like policy shit, they would have been laughing hysterically. It was terrible. And 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 like, so I had a I have a good friend uh, from South Carolina who uh, was like passing me all this stuff while while I was running uh, for vice chair, and he's sending me all this policy stuff that I didn't even know about Eric because I had. I had actually um, whipped the floor for Eric to become an at-large the term before. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, oh, he's a reasonable guy. He's nice. He's not terribly mean to the the caucus, but he's not really a caucus member, but that's okay. You know, we didn't have a full slate that year, so yeah. it's okay. Then he got on the board and voted for Valerie Sarwark, number one, to be part of the APRC. And he, I started looking into his policy, and his policy was like, "Oh yeah, we need to tax the marijuana industry, and you know, well, we need to pat, we need to enforce the gun laws we have today to find out if we need to expand gun laws in America." And it was just like, "Holy shit, dude, this is fucking terrible stuff." He's like, "Well, I have to meet people where they're at." And I'm like, "You're in North Carolina, dude." Right. (laughs) You're fucking fucking North Carolina of all places. And you're telling me that you're meeting people where they're at when it comes to gun laws. I doubt it, dude. I really doubt it. Outside of fucking Charlotte. I doubt it. You know what I mean? Um, And, and so, but there was a ton of other shit too. We must stand with BLM and you know how I feel about fucking communist organizations and, and this and that. And so I went in hard on his policy 
I like Eric as a person. He's a nice guy, dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. And he's reasonable, and, mm-hmm. you know, I love him to death. His policy was shit. If he had anything to do with messaging, it would have been horrible. And, and of course, you know, the other side of that, that aisle is like, uh, well, you know, your guys' messaging sucks. And I'm like, our messaging has fucking brought us a lot of eyes. Maybe it's not all good. But it's pretty cool. I don't know. What do you guys think about uh, the direction say, of the Libertarian Party recently? Sam has comments on messaging. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> did, it, did it not go far enough or did it go too far? Oh, it went too far. Oh, for sure. Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> well, we, we kind of supported the LP and H tweets a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, do you think, what do you think about that? I love LPN. First of all, you know what that about Reed Coverdale is one of my my bros. Like he's one of my favorite people. Oh in the world. yeah, and he's running LPNH's uh, <laughs> uh, communications. Okay, um, although when all that shit started coming out, I made a post that said I'm actually the social media director for LPNH. <laughs> Just because I was like, because everyone's like, everyone's like, oh wow, Angela, what do you think about this? And Josh, what do you think about this? And blah blah blah. blah. Everyone's losing their shit, and I'm just like, oh god. You know what? I'm actually the social media coordinator for LPNH. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck you're asking me for. Um, I, I, I don't care. And, and I think on our first, we did a yeah. test episode here in the studio oh, yeah. and we had this talk and I said, I said directly, I said, dude, I had went through the Iraq war, uh, 9-11, COVID, all this shit. And, and it literally brought me to a place where I don't give a fuck what LPH right. like posts anymore. Like, I just don't care. Like yeah. I, I'm so be, I, I come to realize, like I said, I've come to realize that we're the bad guys. Okay. This country, we're the bad guys, right? And we're fucking up the world all over the place. I mean, hundreds of countries. Okay, I don't care what LPNH tweets. <laughs> Fuck the McCain family; they suck. Right, all of them, including Agreed. Megan, including that pork chop, especially yeah. that pork chop. Um, and I didn't care about the six million tweet either. Like, it didn't bother me fucking at all, dude. It's a six million I, I didn't tweet. even... Uh, you don't so, know the six million tweet? Okay, no, so I'm not on Twitter. I hear about everything from Is that the one that you thought went too far, or was it the Megan McCain one? I don't think either of them went too... Well, probably I think the six million one, because it didn't bother me a bit. Wait. It didn't bother me, but I'm like... You know, I understood what he was trying it. to do. It, it, took, yeah. it took me like a week to understand why people were upset about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you, you people can kind of fucking get over it. It was more, it was more like, it was, it was an arbitrary number, essentially. Like, if we're going to raise the minimum wage, what, what point does any of it have? And then See, it was like, we're going to put a certain number to try and get people upset so they re-about it and spread it as much as possible. I'm kind of ambiguous. I can kind of see both sides of it, but like the people that are upset about it are the ones that really bother me. The people that are like, no, no, this is clearly wrong. It's like, no, it's not clearly wrong. Like we just had Trump, who was basically a third party candidate. Well, he ran post- like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no one, his own, he shit the Republicans didn't like him, the Democrats didn't like him. He Twitter, still Twitter got him. exponentially worse when they kicked Trump off, yeah. by the way. I'm not a right. Trump supporter, but right. man, was he fun to watch on Twitter, dude. Yeah, dude, the guy was nuts on Twitter. He did all the wrong things. <laughs> Remember he, he when he not, just... I, I keep telling people, they don't want someone respectable. The, the value of respectability has gone way down. The value mm-hmm. of someone who will fight for you and fight for your values mm-hmm. has gone way up. They want someone who will fight for them. And I like, think... Decorum does not fucking matter anymore. <laughs> no, decorum does not matter. <laughs> and like uh, New yeah. Hampshire, like that's what they're going for. They're going mm-hmm. like, we are going to fight. We are going to fight for... On our Twitter, we're going to say ridiculously... Well, it's not ridiculous. Just h- hardcore things. We're not going to pretend to care about Megan McCain crying over her father. He was a monster and she's advocating for the same stuff he is. Yeah, fuck 
pork chop McCain. That's all. I just want to make that. I don't know oh, if I've I, made it that I clear. I 100% agree. Fuck Megan McCain. But I, where I draw the line is like I hope she mocking and people for going through human life, experiences dude. because what we yeah. don't want to lose in all the battle and everything is our humanity. And I felt like that clearly was crossing a line for someone who is, even though they're one of the worst members of humanity, they still are human. And we don't want to mock people for those shared experiences because those are the only ways we can connect with people. To be fair, the tweet was clearly um, about John McCain. But I, I agree with you. That's why I said the picture was and that was the yeah. only thing. If it, if yeah. it just she would have been a it picture about herself, because she kept retweeting mm-hmm. it and making it about herself, and like, oh, I'm a victim, blah blah blah. Which I, you know, she could spin it that way and make it work, but it's it's kind of true. Yeah, and it, I get what you're saying. If it would have just been a picture of John McCain in his casket with no one else in it. I probably wouldn't have nearly as strong of an objection. God, I would have I a minor objection. Picture. But <laughs> <laughs> that picture makes me so giddy that I have a hard time. Like if I was looking at it right now, I'd have a hard time having this conversation because I start laughing. It brings me. I know, like, I I get what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to, you know, I go to church on Sundays and I try to teach my kids to be honest and people to be respectful and kind and all that Same. stuff, right? But Same. like when you do this. The stuff that they do and they advocate for, and then the fact that she is, it's even on her radar, just makes me giddy and happy. I'm like, oh, the the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is pissing off the token Republican from The View or whatever, you know what I mean? That's hilarious to me, right? Yeah. And and so I, I, I don't know, for me, it's like, and maybe it's because I'm not on the, like, I don't do any public public face stuff for the party right and i don't really want to right you I'm, are the you are the mises caucus uh state coordinator for, for right uh, i like Minnesota, that right yeah and that's where i've and i've kind of put myself in a position too where people know in the state where i'm at right like i've shown my hand pretty openly we have binder gate for example from our convention i was, um, I was there buddy yeah i remember <laughs> they found they found our binder yeah. and all that stuff but anyways um <laughs> binder gate. yeah our slate was in a binder and they found it and everybody started freaking out you um, did, huh? You did. That's probably it. Me? Yeah. Uh, well, then. I, don't think, I don't think anyone else cared. My favorite was the. We uh, had a slate because we're a caucus, so yeah, we had you people do. who we endorsed, and people called it the um the shadow. We had a shadow. We all met together before the convention. And someone called it the shadow convention. <laughs> so I've been referring to us as the shadow ever since. Well, well I, I want to just be. I want to be. I'll just text <laughs> someone. I'll be like the shadow. And does if not the party wants to be person. a fully completed party, it needs to integrate its shadow. Well, like, I want to be. Cl- I want to be clear about. I want to be clear <laughs> about something before we go any further. Uh, I've been in the Libertarian Party since. I've been working in leadership in the Libertarian Party since 2015. Okay. Nice. The whole party always understood what caucuses were for. Always, for years. It's okay, there was gosh. the audacious caucus. There was the radical caucus. There was the fucking uh, uh, alcoholic caucus. There was all these caucuses, and they all had their own little mission and goal in the party, and everyone was fine with it until the Mises caucus started winning. Right. And then they're like, "Why would you need to organize like that? I'm against why would caucuses. You need, why would you need to help people get to this convention like that?" This is the argument. And I now hate. the classical uh, liberal caucus is probably going to just gather guys. all those people. Those guys are a fucking CIA honeypot. They're probably part of the, the CIA. They're probably podcast. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those fucking guys so much. They're, you know why? You know why I don't? I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind them. Okay. Listen, 
I'm not a big fan of classical liberalism anymore. It's no secret that I've veered a little harder right these days. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a tad. But I wouldn't hate those guys at all. I'd be like, yeah, fucking get your shit on. Go, go, right. go. But they've been, they built their entire identity around, we're going to fuck up the Mises Caucus. Those guys are all Nazis. And it's Which like, bro. I think is great. Like, if, <laughs> if you can get together and fight Which the Mises Caucus, like, I say bring it. Let's just all get a little bit better mm-hmm. and grow. Like, I think that's awesome. Competition is good. Yeah. Well, I think they're a bunch of fucking nerds. And I've been very clear about okay, that. Let's be better, honest. Anyone in the, the Libertarian nerds. Party is a fucking nerd. Because you have to have ready Speak economics yourself, to be a libertarian. <laughs> we understand well, economics. They, Apparently, this is, that's nerdism. This is what I think is goofy too. Is they say like uh, one of the, so there was a there's a local candidate who I found out was running and I didn't know about. And I'm trying to get people in the state to get excited about our local candidates because mm-hmm. everybody's disappointed. We don't have statewide candidates, and it sucks. And it's a whole debacle. And the Minnesota convention things, a whole thing, right? And I'm not trying to rehash everything, right? But basically. Um, I'm trying to get people to be excited about the candidates we have, so I'm making a list. One guy I find out is running for city council that I didn't know about. So I'm like, oh, hey, um, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, well, the Mises Caucus, we're endorsing, the board is endorsing local candidates, right? So I was like, oh, maybe if he's down with the Mises Caucus, we can have some conversations and maybe we can, you know, if he's a Mises type person, we could get him endorsed. So I started having a conversation asking him how he felt, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, the argument that some of these people have is that having a slate and organizing as a collective and having an agenda and getting things done like in that way is, they say, antithetical to libertarianism because it's antithetical to the individual because it's a collective organization. And I'm like, what the fuck is the libertarian party? <laughs> you, it's a you collective have to have organization some... of individuals trying to move together, mobilize organizationally as a group for a purpose and a goal. Yeah, you, you, you have to have some like, collectivism toward, to reach that individual, it, individualism. I don't, it's, it's an oxymoron. How can you be a libertarian nerd and not understand that people can work? Again, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can work towards a common goal while still being individuals. You what just you have to have you guys go call Mosh Teray a nerd, please? I want to see what happens. It's voluntary association. How does a libertarian not understand that? Like right. We're voluntarily associating and organizing, working together. This is pure libertarianism. This is, this is the values we fight for. Well, and, and to bring it back to what we were saying, too, about the LP. Unless you're from the um, other caucus, then, of course, it's evil. <laughs> you guys might have to give me a history lesson on classic liberalism because I have what I th- what my understanding of it and I don't see a problem with it from my understanding so maybe my perspective needs to be shifted but I did want to go it, real quick if I could go back to that LPMNH tweet LP, LPNH New Hampshire tweet, tweet. Yeah. yeah so um, to me it brought me a lot of joy and I think that when uh, certain people from the LPMN Twitter were kind of celebrating that tweet. Um, I thought it was great. And then people are having some arguments about it. And I just, I think I've shown my hand too much as the Mises caucus guy that they don't necessarily think that I take the other people's perspective into consideration or that I have nuanced opinions. Mm -hmm. So I can't really speak on matters. I just get ignored, I think, or argued against. And I think it's because I've shown my hand too much that I'm like, I'm all Mises. That's what I am. Like, that's why I'm here. 
Well, it's not even a Mises tweet. Like, they're just Mises people that were, like, all for it. There's Mises people that weren't for it. And, you know, there's but everyone there's in pe- between. But the people who hated it the most are the ones who just hate us and anything that we do. I mean, that's true. I got you guys. We were at... I just want everyone uh, watching this to know that um, I had ordered a dummy battery for the couch camera because we got a new camera, and it was supposed to be here between 7.30 and 8.45. So... We were running on just the regular battery, hoping that that would show up during the show. We got down to 1% on the battery, and I just put in the dummy battery. We are the 1%. (laughs) So you texted the guy and told him you were going to give him 20 bucks? No, he just showed up right That's why I was talking, by the way. Nothing I said was important. I was just trying to fill in for when Josh got back. He was trying to stop me from talking about Israel. Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Who's talking about you? Listen, you can't be mad at the the 6 million tweet and then talking about Israel. <laughs> no, I'm not, yeah, it didn't have a point. That's I wasn't mad about it. I think no. it did. Cause there, well, here, so so there's read it to me again. It, it's, <laughs> it said six million dollar minimum wager. You're anti-Semitic. <laughs> that's actually a really it was good a fucking tweet. Dope tweet. I don't, really everybody's like, tweet. oh, and, and everyone's like, oh, dude, that's so anti-Semitic. And of course, the only the people that hate it's us not. were like, oh, it's so anti-Semitic. I'm like, no, do you not understand that that people use their victimhood? You want to push bad policy? And that was the whole point of the post. Was it edgy? Yes, it was fucking edgy. Was it anti-Semitic? No, it wasn't anti-Semitic. It was showing that people use their victimhood to push bad policy. See, where people got anti-Semitic from is they thought it was... Six million people died in the Holocaust. Yeah, they thought it was Holocaust denial. But it wasn't. It was, I mean... Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, I'm good. Listen, I'm good friends with Reed. I think it was at least 6,000 or 6 million and one. So. At least 6,000. <laughs> Seems a little high, buddy. I, uh, no, I'm good friends with Reed Coverdale. Okay. And, and he is hard on Israel. I am also hard on Israel. Having Israeli family members, I'm hard on Israel. Okay. Oh, wow. Having people that I know that are my family members that live in Israel, mm-hmm. I'm hard on Israel. My family members that are from Israel are hard on, are hard on Israel. I'm sure they're anti-Zionist. I'm an anti-Zionist. I think that the, the state of Israel is an apartheid state and it's, and it's fucking racist and it's ethno-nationalist and I don't support that shit. I mean, so if, if I you're say Jewish that, though, you should have the right to someone else's property. <laughs> yeah, especially the Palestinians because, yeah. you know, they were there first, but who cares? Are you a, are you a Christian? Do you I, am, a, I am a Christian. I'm, I'm bordering on orthodoxy at this point. Okay, so yeah. here's my question because I've kind of, I've been curious about what people think about this from a Christian perspective, because I have like, I have a Christian friend who's more of a conservative guy who feels like we have to do everything to- He has a Christian friend, okay. I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I go, to, I go to multiple different denomination churches. Well, I should say I try to be a He's Christian. a trans Christian. A trans Christian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so I'm just kind of curious what people, like how do you have a discussion with someone who thinks that it's like the promised land of God and we need to help the Jewish people with force maintain that, that border. Just remind them that Moloch's temple's there, bro. You know what I mean? I, 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 honestly, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Do you get what my question is? Yeah, though? no, I get it. I, you know, there's, yeah. And it is, it is Christians that constantly simp for right. the, the, the Zionist state of Israel. Okay? Didn't, the, didn't the Jews like lose their lineage, though, that are moving back there? They're just kind of like claiming it as 
Yeah, like, so they, they can't. It's, it's all, not like they can trace just, it back and say, "This is our. We're Jewish. We're moving back to our homeland." It's not like they can trace it back. Like these are white New York Jews, is what. Like, well, there's Brian just there's, it's like. not just white New York Jews either. I mean, we're talking about Russian Jews, Polish Jews. I mean, there there's you know Ashkenazi. They're all over the world, all over the world claiming that. Yeah, I mean, all over the Middle East, all over Europe, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the people they're kicking out—they probably were converted from Judaism to like Islamism, or you know, well, the Pal- Palestinians. I mean, yeah. a lot of them live there before the Jews did. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no it's doubt. It's not about like that. every single Jew just left. Like a lot of them just uh, changed mm-hmm. their beliefs. Right. And stuff but like it, that. but here's my thing: it's 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 just so wild to me that anytime you bring up. It being a Zionist, ethno-nationalist, apartheid state, you're automatically labeled anti-Semitic. Yeah, and- which is just not. It couldn't be further for the truth. It'd be mm-hmm. like it'd be like me saying that the American uh, uh, government is a fascistic, uh, you know, corporatocracy, which it is. Mm-hmm. And then someone going, "Oh, you know what? You're a racist against black people." Like it doesn't make any fucking sense right. at but- all. But because, you know, of the Holocaust and all those things that happened and like they can kind of hide behind that. Sure. They, yeah. they, that's what they do. And that's kind of what the, the New Hampshire tweet kind of broke. I mean, that's these, exactly these what politicians well, hide behind yeah. the fact that, no, we're politicians. We're just good people, blah, blah, blah. And they, they just broke that. They went after him. And so now people are, you know, researching and being like, well, is he a um, did he was he a mass killer or not? Like, is it a prop? proper for them to go after him or not and so. when we, we have Reed Coverdale because he is he's a mass murderer for sure there's no doubt about oh, it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's Sam true. Is that also, guy Sam I met is him also in real life and I was like okay I see why they call well, you the think, homeless dude and I think that's <laughs> listen listen I don't deny the holocaust at all I think I know the holocaust happened mm-hmm. I, I, I have friends what was the have, number I don't know come yeah. on I, it's all here's the thing yes. It's all I don't, speculation. I don't think. <laughs> speculation. I don't think we. I don't think we know, and I don't think we can know. I'm reading a book right now called Ordinary Men, and it, yeah, they're going over individual instances of like mass killing of Jews, and they don't have definitive numbers on each instance. Right, you're racist. So they they have they have a they have a relative range, but it's like. They, they didn't keep perfect track of all of that. We know, we know it's a shit ton, and we know it's awful, and we yeah. don't, we don't need to know the specific number because once you reach, you know, three, it's pretty fucking awful, and we reached several million. Well, and right. here's when you guys it's start, not like our mind can differentiate between the two, being like, well, this one's yeah. What's you know, the difference between five million and seven million? Yeah, it's not. Our brain can't comprehend the difference. Yeah. You guys start talking about this. This is like, oh, I understand how people start being like, the Jews are running thing, taking over, and we have to be careful. I mean, we have I one running this under- podcast. I understand. <laughs> I start to go, oh, this is how people start to go down the path. Well, no. Here- they start to go to Looneyville, because this, what we're saying is all good and true, right? Right. But what I'm saying is, like, people start putting these together, and then you start thinking, well, maybe they're weaving the narrative of the, all that stuff together. So that they can, the state can convince us as a, as citizens of their state to support another state who's doing horrible things. You start seeing like maybe there's like a weaving going on of well, the I narratives. Think, here, let me let me explain this. Okay, so so I started off with saying that I think the Holocaust happened, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people died in the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and I think it was yeah. really bad, and I I think the Nazis were bad people. You know, the, the majority were bad people. I think there was a lot of people that were 
useful idiots and and duped into believing that they needed a strong a lot man. people who were forced into everything. Yeah. Now, but I can see, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make the mm-hmm. mistake of doing what Dave Smith did and be like I emphasize or I empathize with the alt right. Okay. <laughs> He did. But he did. Well, okay, he said great. that. He said that when he had Nick Fuentes on, and everyone lost their shit. Because <laughs> I, I empathize with 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 the alt right. That's all he said. That's it. And they fucking lost it. <laughs> but I will say that I I can see how some of this stuff comes about. You know, when you're you already have some theories about media or banks or any of that's that what shit. I'm saying, right? Right. Yeah, you start and putting then, it all together. Yes. Yeah. And then and then if you question any of that, or you question the Zionist state of Israel or apartheid or any of that stuff and you're immediately labeled as an uh, an anti-semite and all this other other things that you're not even allowed to discuss those things mm-hmm. then it pushes you to a point where you're like okay well fuck you yeah you know this there's and that, such and that a visceral reaction yes. they must be protecting something right and there's something people- they don't want me to know when it's just like no they just have like delicate sensibilities well, i understand how people can start going down that path and mm-hmm. go Super into that anti-Semitic stuff. Right. It makes yeah. sense to me because you start putting it all together and then you're like, oh. Because the more, like with COVID, the more they screeched about the vaccines, you know, you couldn't catch it or spread it and all of the, all of this bullshit and they screeched every time. Like, you, you tried to say, hey, here's this study that says this or whatnot. It made you want to push back harder and harder and harder. Right. And... It galvanizes you. Yeah, the the moment you would even question anything because it's like about the Holocaust, it's like, oh, this these are a bunch of state accounts that like we Ryan, got taught Ryan this is, in history Ryan is class. Getting so red pilled right now, I'm gonna start calling him Ryan well, we, Dawson. Soon. We got <laughs> we, we got we got taught this in history class, and so Ian much Dawson. of so much of everything else <laughs> that I've been taught in history class was a bunch of bullshit. So. Why shouldn't I believe this is bullshit? Well, there's so many firsthand documents and right. you know firsthand accounts believe, of everything. I believe that but there's, that's not out there. I believe there's evidence that the mm-hmm. Holocaust happened, and I'm not right. a Holocaust denier at all. Yeah, and I don't even and 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 I'm you know I don't take it even far enough to where I even question the mm-hmm. official number. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like I I think that it was bad that it happened, and we should remember it as history that was bad. Okay, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. that. And then we we should pay attention to what led to it so it doesn't happen again. Yeah, I echo that too. I think even saying like, oh, they're bad people and they're duped and duped and they were terrorized and all that stuff, all of that's true. But I think that can actually open up space for you to end up as a person or society go back to it. (coughs) You know, remembering like like Jordan Peterson always talks about, it's inside of you. The Satan or the devil or the tyrant or the dictator is inside of you too. Yeah. Yeah. That and <laughs> like the reason I'm reading Ordinary Men is because Jordan Peterson recommended it. He said if you ever want to understand how average people, you know, slaughtered their countrymen in mass, read this book and like it's kind of brilliant because when somebody said they didn't have the nerve to, you know, go go murder a bunch of innocent people, they were shown compassion, which is terrifying because it was like, oh yeah, okay, we'll find something else for you to do. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to kill these people. Okay, you, you'll go over here. And so they didn't, they didn't, uh, you know, ostracize them a bunch. It wasn't like, oh, you're fucking weak and pathetic and 
you don't deserve to call yourself a German. It was, which is kind of what you would have expected. And that's what I thought went down. Hmm. We're, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're talking know about, about the Holocaust right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Holocaust for the Jews. And, and I don't know. Hey, listen, listen. It, we bring we bring Derek James on the podcast, and this is where we go. No <laughs> fucking figure, dude. Um, no. The but, challenge with all this is like there there's no complexity of thought. So like, yeah. if anytime you, it, it's just like um, the Ukraine stuff. It's like, yeah, we support Ukraine. Like we don't want them being invaded and all this stuff. But like, we can't just save just that because we. Why not? There's just a lot more to it. Because yeah. they're, but the we average don't want person, to, that's all they, that's right. all they so need to say. Just, if you just say that, then it's all, then they don't even wait to say, well, I wonder if the public's going to approve of us sending them billions of dollars. They just go, well, of course they're going to approve of us sending them billions of dollars because those poor Ukrainians. So it's very hard, especially like messaging on Twitter and all these different places to be like, well, how do we put the full thought in there and put it in this tiny little package for people to really comprehend? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, we, we feel really bad for the Ukrainian people. We feel really mm-hmm. bad for the Russian people. Maybe we should stop funding their state governments, mm-hmm. um, sending people to the slaughter. I just want to mm-hmm. be clear that I feel really bad for um, the victims of, of these endless wars in, in every country. Yeah. Uh, and, and not That's at all terrifying. for the McCain family. Do you hate modern wrestling? Wish you could go back to the sex and violence of the 90s? You're not alone. Eric and Tom are going back to 1993 to watch ECW from the beginning to its end. So come get extreme. Just search for Extreme Timeline on any podcast app and come get extreme. At all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, well, if, since we're on that tweet again, it's like people saw that tweet, they saw like... One person weeping over their father, and just mm-hmm. because it's not the perfect visual, they didn't see like the millions who were weeping over their children, who like the millions of kids who had died, the millions of parents who had died. Like it would have been people, a lot sweeter. I'll tell the, you, I would have liked to have a much more gruesome photo of Madeline Albright. You know what I'm saying? So I was gonna say too, like you were talking, someone was talking earlier. One of you guys were talking about how we want someone to fight. The respectability thing goes down. You want someone to fight for you goes up, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you made me realize like that's how I feel about that tweet, right? And I'm not even yeah. really on Twitter, but that's how I feel. I see that and I'm like, fuck the respectability. Someone's saying what I feel, which is right. like, you people are sick. You're monsters. You're blood soaked monsters. Fucking yeah. monsters. Mm-hmm. You're horrible people. Well, it's and even so, like Alex Stein. He's then I get excited. Like, like, yes, someone's saying what somebody's standing up for me in my, my opinion. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what every person climbing the ladder is doing. The respectability isn't, isn't what's growing. It's, it's always just the fact that they'll fight for you. I mean, like, um, even DeSantis, who's a pretty respectable, has yeah. that respectable he's, air about He's him. found a good blend. He has, yeah. But he's still pulling, like, stunts and, like, doing things mm-hmm. that are very, um, just 
just outrageous outrageous that say yes i will fight for you this is important mm-hmm. to me i'm gonna take a bus I, and send those people to martha <laughs> yeah. Vineyard. we had a whole segment we oh, talked yeah. about that on this show a lot it was one of my we had clint on and we were talking about it. i'm a I full fucking, open borders guy but that was the most beautiful thing i've ever it was seen one of the in my best. life <laughs> and then, and then there was, i think it was the pacific put out a headline the next day that was like uh uh rich white liberal people forced to uh forced to integrate with dirty poor immigrants for the first time and then my, and then the quotations were like it's not that bad i think <laughs> i think there my, there's a movement of people trying to find like a florida prosecutor who will uh charge DeSantis with human trafficking i would love to see that i like how um they were like uh we didn't ship them off we were just we just like sent them to a better place where they blah 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 blah, blah. and they're like dude you literally shipped them. Like they went. Mm-hmm. I think someone said they literally went on a ship. Is that correct? Uh, no, it, it was, was a plane. Bus. bus. A plane. Plane. Plane to Martha's Vineyard, and That's then uh, there were other places. That's that, not as funny. Uh, <laughs> a couple busloads. Uh, Kamala Harris's doorstep. That's where a busload went. A couple busloads. Oh, yeah, I still think it counts as shipping, Kamala. right? You sh- you drive a truck. It's shipping. Right. Yeah, I don't know, mm. dude. Uh, he's just the, he's the greatest coyote of all time. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is the the, le- the left and the Democrats and all of them are so they're so bad at politics because what you have this moment where this guy's being celebrated by his constituency for what he's doing, and their reaction is, "Oh, we need to vilify him and charge him," and they don't realize that anybody who's left who's not in his constituency that leans that way is you're going to push them into his camp. By trying to vilify him and charging them, like, why would you do that to the? You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing that happened with Donald Trump. Dude. I know, it's exactly. Dude, the yeah, he's he something. It's the pop. The left and, doesn't and, and, need to be good at politics anymore because they've mastered moral indign- indignation. Well, no, here's the thing, dude. Where you can be a horrible person and feel good about it. I've talked. I've talked have, about this a you're lot. You're on the like, moral right. Pop- populism that? is important today. Okay, and for those of you who don't know what populism is, it's it's relating your political uh, uh, policy around the fears of people. That's that's all. That's all it is. That's all populism is, right? And it's been used in politics for years and years and years, but no one had mastered it. No one had ever mastered it the way that Donald Trump did. Okay, there's no way. And now there's another. And it's, it's Ron DeSantis. He's using populism. And I don't necessarily think populism is a bad thing, okay? It's a, it's a terrible, dirty word in the Libertarian Party. You're not allowed to use populism, but... It's, it's great if you're popular. Like, that's kind of what we want our ideas to do. <laughs> yeah, you want to be popular, and you need to... You know, it's, it's for all these fucking milquetoast Libertarian candidates that are like, that are like oh, um, you know, we got to meet people where they are. What the fuck do you think populism is, dude? It's right. meeting people where they are. It's giving them like 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 tangible policy. No, no, no. Not those people. Yeah, not those people. <laughs> but it's giving them tangible policy that alleviates their fears of society. Okay? Yeah. And that's what fucking populism is. And nobody, nobody did it as good as Donald Trump did. Mm-hmm. And now Don and now Ron DeSantis is doing well. And I think that if he ran for president, it's likely that he could win because oh, of you that. You know, if Donald Trump was more classy, he wouldn't have won. Like that that was the key to him winning was he would say stupid things. He would I don't, trip over I, himself. And then the, the left so. and the media would trip over himself so much more that he actually looked good. Right. Yeah. Well I I think you could have run a sack of potatoes against Hillary Clinton and won. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was the worst got nothing, he's got nothing candidate right, ever to run for president. <laughs> 
she was she well, was for that. awful you know, on I, everything. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that because I like you know like this was when I was first getting into politics was that race and I'd never. Like Dave Smith and all, everyone talks about how bad Hillary is and how bad she is at like communicating and she's just awful, awful. I never really felt that. I thought she seemed like a respectable person. I obviously knew she was a terrible with all the emails deleted and all that. Oh, you're talking but, about Hillary Clinton. Yep. Oh, dude, that hurts my balls real bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. As, like, I mean, as the a Democrats had to at the time, cheat she, she did not in their seem own, that bad. She seemed in their own primaries in order to get her elected. Say because Bernie Sanders, they had, the Democrats had to cheat in order to get her on the ticket because Bernie Sanders was way more popular. Because oh, yeah, Bernie sure. Sanders actually is somewhat principled. They did the same thing they did to Ron Paul. I mean, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Republicans I mean, the, I, I totally get all that for sure. Now, because if you didn't, you got to leave, dude. Saying Bernie, <laughs> saying, saying Bernie is principled makes my balls hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he's somewhat no. principled. Out of all the Democrats, he's the most principled. Here, here, he he does have principles. They're just communist yeah. principles. Yeah. They're yeah. dog shit principles, but he sticks by them. Right, but then also yeah. he pushes for policy that's supposedly going to redistribute wealth, but is actually a wealth transfer of from the poor of to course. the rich. So yeah. that's I think that's that, what I mean. And yeah, I want to say that's as, kind of an on. unintended right, consequence. Jesus Christ! <laughs> else he wasn't John Kerry. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, here's the here's the deal. Uh, I fucking Bernie Sanders. I don't know if it's he's purposely doing it or if he's just too fucking stupid to understand what he's doing. Honest to God. <laughs> I really feel that way about Bernie Sanders. He dude. might be, yeah. And I met the guy on an airplane. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw you posting yeah, him. I met him on the airplane. Great. I was wearing my fucking physical removal shirt my, from hobby.org. And, and, and we were delayed as fuck, dude. Like, super delayed. I think that was on our way to D.C. for the LNC meeting. Did you convert him? Fuck no, dude. <laughs> was, he was sitting right next to the emergency exit, though. So, <laughs> got a little couple tinges there. But no, so I... So I, I, uh, I one lady... one. Lady was like losing her shit. She's like, "Oh my God, it's it's Bernie Sanders! I gotta say hi to Mr. Bernie, Senator!" You know all this shit. And so she, we're all sitting. Everyone's seated. The doors are all closed. It's quiet. You know, it's it was a, a late flight. Um, and this was my, I think this was from Detroit to DC. Because which was house on, was he going to? Who, he was going to DC. Okay. He was on his way to DC from fucking Detroit. So I don't know if he was on a layover or what. But wow. I was on my layover, and we're delayed. And so she gets up and runs over there and takes a picture with him, and then sits back down. And nobody else, everybody else, is like, oh my god, it's Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders. Oh my god, you know. And so I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to get up and take a picture with Bernie Sanders too. So I get up there, <laughs> and over, you know, and I and I and I'm like, hey, Bernie, can I get up? You know, can I get a picture with you real quick? He's all, sure, 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 sure. You know, <laughs> he's wearing his mask. He doesn't even take his mask. He's him and his his uh, his assistant were the only two on the airplane with a mask on. By the way, mm-hmm. the yeah. only fucking two, right? And so it's I take not a picture until uh, Joe Biden says it is. Yeah. Exactly. And so I take a picture with him, and then I'm like, hey, Bernie, you remember when you co-sponsored that bill to in, uh, audit the Fed with Ron Paul back in the 80s or whatever? You think you could do something like that again? And again, all I got for him was like, sure, 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 sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I went and sat back down, and I was like, man, I could have said so many more cool things, but mm-hmm. I was glad I got out like Ron Paul, because here's the deal. What he's talking about principles, Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's somewhat right here. Yeah, okay? for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but what it is is that him he was like the less Ron Paul mm-hmm. he's been mm-hmm. saying the same shit for 50 fucking years in in you know in a uh, lot of people voted for Ron Paul and him right just because they saw like old man with principles well there was people, a lot of people, people that are left... attracted to integrity 
Yeah. There's a lot of people that left Ron Ron Paul and either went to Bernie Sanders yeah. or Donald Trump. And that makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Zero sense. Well, you can say what you like. Trump isn't a great politician, but he doesn't put on a face. He's not trying to be out here like Right. Yeah. I'm honestly. better than all of you. You know, I'm I'm trying to play the role of president. He's just like, I'm out here being Donald Trump. Like it? Or don't I don't give a shit. Right. Like, this he is the could literally way, walk way, out and just shoot someone and everyone would still love him. By the way, this is the loudest Ryan has ever been on the show. I've had to adjust his levels like three times. He's just like yelling over fucking everybody. And I, I don't know what's going on. I don't he know really likes Bernie Sanders. I'm I becoming think a libertarian, he says. <laughs> I, I, I do want to apologize, Ryan. I shouldn't have told you to shut up, but seriously, oh, no, shut the I fuck d- up, dude. <laughs> I probably do need to shut no, up. No, I love you. You're, you're my favorite co-host I've ever had. Aw. You're yeah. oh, so the only co-host moment. I've ever had. I, my favorite. Yeah. My kids love you. Does ya. your mom count as a co-host for the one episode she no, was in studio? No, she studios? was a guest. Oh, I thought he was oh, going okay. for a, your mom joke. Does your mom count? Like, what's he about, to, what's count? about to say? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, before we get going, because uh, we are over the hour, I want to say David Brady has been a member for four months. Thank you, sir. He said, tell Sam I don't regret a single tweet that was deleted. Hell yeah. You're the <laughs> shit, David. We love you. That's, That's my dude. David. I fucking love that little kid so much. So oh, he's much. a good dude. Yeah, <laughs> you, wanna, you want to reword that? I'll be honest. We only keep him around because he's a redhead, and we like the diversity. There is not, there is not a more based twelve-year-old than David Brady. <laughs> right? Guaranteed. He's uh, twelve and a half now, dude. Yeah, he just had a birthday. I think he does. He does look very young, but he's he's so fucking based, dude. He's like, yeah. I, it makes me proud. Because I know somewhere in that like chain of fucking people, because I worked on Ron Paul's campaign in 08, and then I got involved with the party. I know somewhere in that chain, I had something to do with making that kid so fucking based. Whether it was like direct or not, there's somewhere in there. And I'm just so proud. I'm like a proud dad. I'm so dad, jealous of him, too. Like, imagine being that young, getting into libertarianism. Like When I was growing up, I was just bored out of my mind. I'd read whatever book I could get my hands on and like nothing super interesting it's like man if i had that back then i'd be i'd be a genius I Bro, when i was everything. his age i joined the military to go fight the taliban because of 9-11 literally you, right after 9-11 i did I, you win no <laughs> 20 years <laughs> later so we're like here taliban have your whole country thank, back so thank, we bomb the shit out you of your, for your service farmers. fighting uh the, over there so we don't have to fight them over here <laughs> uh, let me read some more of these before we go it was basically nobody can uh nobody can see anything so uh, yeah. all of the members like the long-term channel members are dropping their uh, you are they, viewing like, this channel. through the eyes of helen keller yeah um <laughs> and stevie wonder dickie walnut's been a member for 13 months thanks dude he said oh cool a free milestone message because i'm an og joshua bond member for 14 months Thank you, sir. Uh, some of them podcasts out there think they're buff, but BTC is buffer because we're buffering. That was a good Shannon Lee, member for 15 months. That's mama. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shannon love Shannon. Shannon. After the first show, she like DM'd me being like, these guys are going to bully you, but I'll keep them in line. And I was like, I think I can handle myself. Thank you. I'm going to be honest with you. It's why I waited so long to get you in the Discord. I was like, these guys are going to fucking eat them to death. I don't know what to do. No, but they do like you. I love Ian Dawson. Um, Don't change. (laughs) Ian Graphene Dawson, bro. We're fucking, we're doing big things over here. Where'd the Dawson come from? Because you were going hard on Israel and and the Jews earlier. So Ryan Dawson. (laughs) 
I know who Ryan Dawson is. Uh, Shannon, oh. Shannon Lee has been a member for 15 months. She says, since we're all using our milestone chat boxes, she dropped the sure, sure emoji. Uh, doing sure, great, sure. guys. That's because that's my tag line on here. I basically just sure, say sure, sure, sure all the time. I don't actually say anything. Uh, Daniel Three Podcast, member for 15 months. Thank you so much. Some of these people have been a member since the very beginning, dude. And I fucking yeah. love them to death. He said, Boomer the Cycle. Because I, I, <laughs> I boomered the fuck. I don't know what's going on, dude. We haven't had any issues like this. Yeah. Until, until we did that first. Uh, Romans 13, Daniel. Well, <laughs> <or> Jacob. <laughs> oh, uh, we uh, we did a Jacob we did a our first virtual stream. We brought Clint uh, Clint on, uh, and then we dropped the whole stream and actually in, ended up only getting thirty five like minutes. minutes of a stream. And that they was got it. it. Got so many views. It got Dude. a lot of views. Yeah, we had we had that like, guy. We is... had almost a thousand people watching live when mm. we brought Clint on, and we dropped the stream at thirty five minutes. Clint is the shit. Yeah, Clint's the homie, dude. I love that. Yeah, dude I love that guy. I wonder if he's a CIA honeypot sometimes because he's always talking about like how you're going to have to fight and all this shit. But <laughs> he's got all this like endless money look. and shit. Like, if I'm you like, were to picture a CIA agent, he's that'd be the, the one, dude. He's yep. a little. He's like a little. He's a little middle aged. Like you know what I mean. He's scaring me, Clint, dude. Mm-hmm. He's actually me. the only person I met in real life where I was like. He's exactly like he looks like on the podcast. He is. He is. And he's I love just Clint. As tall and yeah. He's great. Yeah, Clint. Uh, me and Clint are the same height, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. I'm tall I too, feel dude. like You're we need to start six, like two, two, yeah. yeah, slowly replacing like a piece of decoration like a month with something CIA themed until like the whole studio just becomes <laughs> like all this CIA propaganda. Well, I I, I am currently setting up a PO box uh, so that listeners of the of the show can mm-hmm. send me things to put in the background of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. So that's why I haven't filled these shelves up back here yet. <laughs> And I, I have some space up top too for uh, premium. Derek, you got an extra membership. dildo, right? What I did, I specified specifically that I will not put your dildos up, though. No. And if you what send me, you and if you send me dildos, I'm going to send you because you're going to put a return address on there. And well, I got a blow up doll. How about that? That'd be kind of funny, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There's already podcasts that have blow up dolls in the back, though. Kinda, yeah, right. I'll think gadget. of something original. Yeah, you got to come up with something better. Um, but anyways, before we do cut out of here because we're going to cut out and then do the members only stream uh ryan you brought up a really interesting uh news story earlier about chess something completely <laughs> unexpected about chess and now he goes okay. back to getting quiet yeah and, and i am uh i love to play chess i'm not a very good chess player my friend natalie mm-hmm. uh I, d- d- uh you know natalie from the, the mises institute natalie i thought of something funny but I she posts a lot of she posts a lot of honeypot pictures that people get mad about but she's really cool and dennis shelvin i think i said her name right i've had her on the show before as well she's really cool uh but she is a big chess player and so is like walter block and all these people that i respect Mm -hmm. a lot um i'm not a great chess player but i do love playing chess i was pretty good at watching the 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 gambit or whatever you're good at watching the queen's gambit yeah I was, I, he's I like he's like well. i sit in the corner in a tiger match <laughs> just keep it loose you know what I mean? uh no i i uh i do i do appreciate um chess but it's not really like newsworthy for break the cycle yeah until today so why don't you go ahead yeah. and uh let us know what happened in chess today buddy so magnus carlson the the best player in the world uh he's he's like the michael phelps of chess essentially <laughs> he's a big stoner I don't know, maybe, but he's he's incredibly good at chess, and he was in a tournament, I, I think in the first round, and the lowest ranked player in the tournament beat him. And so Magnus Carlsen has accused him of cheating. Well, they do pat-downs and all sorts of other things to make sure that 
uh, you, you know, you're not bringing any device in with you. So the, the prevailing theory is that this guy cheated using vibrating anal beads in order to communicate uh, to him what the best move would be. So he had like somebody on the outside running like a chess computer simulation and then communicating via vibrating anal beads. Let me just say, would be. that's 4D chess right there. It <laughs> is. <laughs> not, just, not just vibrating anal beads. Or uh, a butt plug, one no, of the two. Not just, not just vibrating anal beads. Okay, remote control, Morse oh, yeah. code, vibrating anal beads, dude. That's some yeah, very... Playing chess through Morse code. I mean... That is some fucking... He deserved to win. That is yeah. some really significant shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> and, and so, like... So Magnus Carlsen today released, like, an official statement about it, basically saying, yeah, like... I've seen this guy. He cheated in the past. Uh, I've seen on, like, his chess. before. Yeah. Chess.com. And then I, I've seen how he plays before. And like he was, he was processing the board in a different way and whatnot. And these weren't, these weren't paths that I would have thought he would have known how to take. And, you know, all you, all you really need is like when you're that, that high level of chess player, you just need a signal like to a certain Part, part of, of the board <laughs> and right. it'll be like oh then it's you know d4 to e8 to da, 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 da. and you now i'm trying to think about what other sports you could use vibrating anal beads to win that's like spelling the best beat? thing too is like spelling I, like i'm accusing you of vibrating anal beads like and like it, two yeah, security well, guards rush over and then pull his pants down like it's like a corny a couple days show. later they got matched up in an like online tournament magnus carlson played one move then immediately resigned i uh, and he magnus carlson hasn't officially said anything about like anal beads or butt plug but that's kind of what internet sleuths have determined what the only way this guy could have been cheating is and then uh, the they... guy the guy has also offered to uh play completely butt buck naked to prove his innocence <laughs> with his butt all open it just gets better this story gets better and better it, he's like fuck it, it you know what i'm gonna take the clothes off and play <laughs> naked why don't you put that why don't new, you put a stethoscope on my asshole yeah i'll get a colonoscopy mid <laughs> mid match bring on the colonic we're gonna clean out halfway through the match just to prove i don't have vibrating anal beads and i'm just mm-hmm. better than you at chess so in chest in chess in chest mm-hmm. in chess in chess if someone's better than you all you have to do is accuse them of using vibrating anal beads that's it that's all you got to do and then you win well there's no one better than magnus carlson apparently there is yeah. apparently why we have